from Melbourne and Minneapolis. This is for Christ's sake. They sat at a corner table, looking at the dancers moving frantically on the tiny floor. The music was loud, pounding the walls. Hello, and welcome to Cried Sake. My name is Hunter. Uh, I'm joined by Hugh. Hello. Today we've got uh, the fifth chapter of um, M.C. Crichton's MC Crichton's um, novel, Easy Go, aka The Last Tomb, aka Easy Go again. Yeah. And uh, we're joined by our best friends. Uh, I got Cheerios here because I can't, I couldn't procure Sanchez because I'm quarantining. And it, uh, vodka sunrise. What do you got? I got a cup of uh, sun-like tea, and then it's orange and hot. And and I have a pyramid of toast uh, mm. with a busted third wall because someone's tried to break into it. Clearly, Barnaby. Pierce? Pierce? Yeah. And um, <laughs> we are in Egypt. Mm-hmm. We are learning about a plan to... Well, not anymore. ...make off with uh, some riches from the last tomb of the pharaohs. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, that about God. We were in Egypt prior to this chapter. Yeah. And we will be in Egypt again, presumably. Presumably. And the, what's the plan, very quickly? plan is to have a fake dig and steal all the treasure. Yeah, so Barnaby's an Barnaby's a Egyptologist. He's discovered yeah, an ancient treasure that he thinks no one else has discovered. And uh, they're going to have a fake archaeological excavation. Hmm. Very official. And then on the sly, they're going to go searching for the proper treasure, right? So they can smuggle it out of the country. Yes. And Pierce has taken it upon himself to organize everything. And um, he has flown off around the world, uh, first of all, to Athens again, or for the first time. Around the world. Uh, and he needs to find the right people for the job and also the eccentric uh, money man. That is who we're going to meet shortly. Indeed. Could it be the titular Grover? Uh, perhaps. You know, Hugh, um, we've both been enjoying this novel, right? We love this shit. We're eating it up. Yeah, much more so than Scratch One, anyway. Indeed. I will say, one thing that was missing from the first four chapters was Crichton's, shall we say, idiosyncratic view of sex. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I'm glad that uh, that uh, laugh received a bit of a corrective in this chapter. Indeed. So I'm sure we'll get into Easy come, easy go Hieroglyphics in a row 
So what what what's going on right now? What's Pierce doing? Uh, he's speaking to some dude called Lord Grover. And the first thing Lord Grover says is, I like it here better than Digitalis. <laughs> Digitalis better than. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's the same voice actor, and it's the same voice as well. Terribly weak my heart is. What is who is Lord Grover? I'm not familiar with him. From uh, Sesame Street. No, who is Lord Grover in the book? What's the game talking about the book, bro? Uh, I don't know. He's just the guy that um, Pierce is asking for money from. Where are they right now? In Athens. No. Just outside Athens. No, they're in Capri. You dumb piece of shit. Did you even read they're in this? Capri. <laughs> I read it yesterday. It's a whole day away. Gone to sleep. <laughs> gone to work. You're, you're trying to fucking then? get me for misremembering <laughs> something. What, what are you cutting up? Nothing. I'm eating my Cheerios. Ah, oh, that's the metal spoon clinking against the ceramic bowl. <clears throat> that what it is. Yeah. All right. So what's what's Grover doing right now? He's he's dancing with some women. Dancing with some women. <laughs> Come on, let's, let's get into this, bro. So they're in a discotheque. Yeah, what is Graver doing? He, he's uh, got a woman on his side, and uh, he's talking to our boy Pierce. Who is Lord Grover, specifically? Why, of course, he's the fifth Earl of Wheatstone. Doesn't sound like a real place. And he's a huge man. He's approaching his mid-50s, but he, he still has, uh, you know, his, uh, his penis apparently still works, which is the most important thing. It's a bit of a cad. Initially, the description made me picture him as like an obese person, but yeah. it then describes him as having a athletic physique body. of a fine athlete. So I don't really understand how he squared that with two hundred pounds, but you know. Yeah, he's just really huge and strong. I don't know. I mean, he's not even that tall. He's nearly six feet. Like that's not that tall. No, it's not. So we're very strange. What is going on, Crichton? Yeah, I don't know. His 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 uh, ability of physical dis- description is apparently left him. Maybe he has a weightlifter's build. Hmm, that could be. That could be. That's true. He's like, it was like Arnold. Um, no, that's not a weightlifter's build. Uh, anyway, so um, Grover served in the war, and Pierce knows that he's not a, uh, you know, he's somebody who'd be interested in a kind of venture like the one that he's trying to, to, to pitch to him, right? Yeah. And uh, basically, uh, Grover is like, okay, you know, I was to get to do the come voice. In and <laughs> what do <are> you <laughs> listen to? You, I will. <laughs> <laughs> um, but enjoy my pleasures, you must. <laughs> um, so they go back to Grover's villa. And uh, <laughs> uh, he's like, Pirani, what are you doing here? Come on, bro. Let's, let's get into this. Come on. All right, why, why aren't you? You're not even fucking describing the chapters. You're just making dumb jokes. I've had to do all, entire work so far. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, we go to his villa and um, he gets some scotch, a, a recurring scotch. But but actually, we find another drink that might be good for the final episode of this one. I highlighted this as well, yeah. <laughs> it, it's got to be quite obscure. but <laughs> you want You want to do it? I guess I can do it in his voice. Go for it. All right. So, uh, I mean, maybe 
uh, let's make this pointless. I could do it. No, 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 no. We're going to make this a pointless segment of uh, Crichton Havoc and Let's Slip. And you can be... Uh, Pierce. Pierce. And you can say thank you, and that's all. We have to do it in Yoda voice. <laughs> oh, no, actually, let's do the whole exchange from what will you drink. Okay. Yeah, let's just do that. I'll do it in Grover voice, which is Yoda voice. No, do, do, it, do it in Yoda voice. You have to do Yoda syntax. Then that changes what we're actually reading out. <laughs> so what? Fine. Fine. Crichton Havoc and Let's The performance is only you could. and Let's The dogs of acting good. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Drink what <water>, are you? <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, nothing thinks you want me coherent after all. Mm, precisely. <laughs> How do you expect all your thoughts without a drink? Scotch. I've forgotten what it already sounds like. <laughs> expect to order your, your thought without a drink? That was also terrible. <laughs> Thank okay. you. Thank you. <laughs> Come on. A depressing man, <laughs> a sober man, is. Grover walked to the bar and mixed it quickly. Then he produced four bottles with strange shapes and unfamiliar labels. Scotch Hyroff. <laughs> Myself, Dolittle. <laughs> Vampire, have you ever had? Fabulous. <laughs> I believe it is of Rumanian origin. <laughs> Slivovich, great alcohol, and a shot of absence it calls for. <laughs> Horrible, you say? I didn't need to change that. It changes a man utterly, I must tell you. <laughs> I really think that was the worst Yoda voice I've ever heard. <laughs> Okay, uh, so... <laughs> Keep going. No, no, we're done. No, we're nearly done. We're just finishing describing the drink. It's important. Hence the name. Superstitious people, the Romanians. <laughs> Again, I didn't have to change that. Grover said as he prepared his drink. Hold that liquor badly or possibly third shot. <laughs> he finished and brought both glasses over, handing Pierce the scotch. Money too! <laughs> uh, okay. um, I, uh, I do want to correct you. You said Romanian, and it is Romanian. So. Yeah, I, I intentionally tried to pronounce it the way it was spelled. Yeah, but did, is, it spo- is it supposed to be Romanian? No, I think it's supposed to be. I don't know. Or is that There's actually a, something else? It is actually something else. Is it really? Yeah, I think so. Okay. Well, I did try to say Romanian. But I wasn't sure. Uh, maybe I thought, it's I, I thought it was just maybe, a typo or something. Maybe this must be a shitty. Uh, what the fuck am I thinking of then? It doesn't matter. Um, so, so Vampira is the drink that we may have to at least see if we can procure for mm. the final episode of this show. Isn't I think that would be all like do bad things to you. <laughs> I don't care. Like, like really bad. <laughs> it's got absence in it. Yeah, yeah, but that, that's gonna be so expensive. But the uh, sliv the slivovitz I think will be difficult to locate. 
I think, uh, yeah, it seems like it'd be prohibitively expensive. I think uh, more of Scotch is our best bet, personally. Well, you just got promoted. I'm getting more shifts. Uh, that doesn't matter. I, think I can't we afford a $50 bottle of absinthe that I'm going to drink once. Yes, you can. <laughs> no, I can't. Okay, let's keep, let's keep going. All right. So, um, hey, oh, throat hurts. Oh, yeah. Good thing you weren't doing the Grover voice. Not doing voice, I am. Um, well, if you keep doing that, we're going to have to do the otter couple because clearly your voice is fine. Your throat <laughs> is fine. Um, so Pierce is like, I got a proposition for you. And it's got a huge return. And Grover's like, ho, ho, ho. You Americans so good at business, of course. And um, he does some weird thing with, with weed that I didn't really get, <laughs> to be honest. Instead of inhaling the marijuana. Via smoke. Via smoke into his lungs he puts it on a toothpick it's like in a powdered form essentially and he just like puts the toothpick in his mouth and says that he absorbs the marijuana through his gums as they used to do in the olden times or something that doesn't seem uh real to me i must say but you can't do no. tobacco like that obviously but mm. I, know, I, I just don't think i don't think so uh, anyway it's it's a very eccentric thing i definitely enjoyed that detail I'm assuming that's just some shitty article that Crichton read at one point. Yeah, yeah. So. I mean, that's, that's everything in this book, right? Hmm. Um, so they talk about it. And Grover's like, oh, I, you know, I'll think about it and get back to you in the morning. And then Pierce uh, goes to bed. Uh, and what, what happens to him there, you? Uh, he wakes up in the morning. Mm. And there are two women in his bed. Well, first there's this one woman, and then there's another woman. <laughs> well, that's the way he notices them, but they're both there at the same time, probably. Probably. He sees one around his ankle or touching mm. his feet or something, and then he looks over and like, oh, there's another one. And they're like, yes, we are the entertainment that uh, Lord Grover ordered. He believes that sex before breakfast helps the appetite. <laughs> sounds, sounds good. And Pierce is like, well, well, so we don't know what happens next. But suddenly, Pierce has a huge appetite and he's eating all these eggs. So, putting two and two together. Do you understand what the French, uh, like, said it's supposed to be there? I don't know what that means, no. Because I looked it up and pauvre means poor. It's the small something. It can't be the small poor. That's just weird. Hmm. I, I didn't really get that. You didn't find an instance of that phrase anywhere? No. Okay, that's interesting. Maybe even something else. What if we read it diagonally? <laughs> it says, I should kill my wife. <laughs> <laughs> uh, maybe it just means like poor thing. Hmm. Yeah, 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 probably. Um, so he, he fucks those two women. And then what do you know? He has a huge appetite. He's eating poached eggs. I thought that was a little weird. Why? <laughs> who has poached e who has poached eggs for breakfast? That's very popular. That's like a brunch thing, at least circa two or three years ago. Huge. Weird. And there's some more stuff. Um, Grover eventually says, yeah, I'll do it. Yeah, there's like so, there's like some more filler, but it doesn't really matter that much. <laughs> they negotiate a little bit about the terms, and <coughs> oh, that's um, true. A crucial part. 
Grover wants to bring three <coughs> women with him. Mm. And um, uh, Pierce negotiates him down to two women. Mm. And then Grover says, oh, but I also have to bring my secretary. You know, mm. She's in charge of my finances. And, uh, and um, what's his name? Pierce Here's- is like, oh, yeah, you can bring him, I guess. Or maybe you can't, but he says him. He's like, him? What are you talking about? It's a woman. He's like, what? A lady accountant? A lady secretary? What? No way. And he's like, oh, that sly, that sly Grover. He's going to get sly, free men after all. <laughs> that, that sly Epstein-esque rich man. <laughs> um, yeah. But, like, he relents, so... And Grover denies that he has any lascivious um, designs upon his secretary. Yeah, yeah. See if that's um, true. Is that the end of the chapter? It may as well be. Right? Yeah, Grover says he'll do it. That's it. Yeah. They, they, they agree. Cool. All right. Nice. I'll see. Bye, guys. See you guys next time on another exciting episode of For Christ's Sake. Bye. Guys, bye. Listen to Christ's sake, you will. Oh.